Welcome to another episode of Nipe Story. This is a fortnightly podcast that brings you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and eventually the continent. I'm your host, Kevin Mochiro. On this episode, we're featuring Power of Love by Binya Vanka Wainaina. I was 14 years old when we at the world filled our television screens and I discovered that we are loved. That was an amazing kind of love. A giant chorus of exotic looking people coming together as one. And they pouted and gurgled and they agreed. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while, one of them would come out and bend forward as if he were retching their love for Ethiopia. And from a really deep place in their belly, a personal testimony. And I knew it was true. The world would be a better place for you and for me. And there was this guy who looked pale, thin and bruised with wispy brown English hair, like Jesus had, who suffered for us, abandoning boomtown rats and stray cats to reach out and touch. He is now the king of Ethiopia. Then Canada did the same in a weepy song called Tears are not enough. Vowels wobbled, words stretched out. Tears, 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 tears are not enough. And the French, they gurgled, Lethopie, oh, Lethopie. In the years since then, much love has poured into my city, Nairobi. For the girl child, for many hundreds of awarenesses, for poverty eradication, for the Angelina jollification and anti-desertification of semi-arid regions in Sahelian countries. The resources poured in have been incredible. Tens of thousands of 4 by 4s are tearing the country apart, looking for a project to love. It used to be that big, expensive cars were needed for the fathers of our nation, so they could develop our nations. Now, the lovers of our nations are there to develop our nations. And of course, they need cars to be efficient. Standards must be maintained. Things need to be run with international standards. Rents in Nairobi are now at par with Europe to service the tens of thousands of Kenya-loving people who run Kenya-loving projects to save Kenyans and Sudanese and others from misery. Restaurants with names like Casablanca and Java and Lord Errol feed these people at a very high standard. And many parts of Nairobi look like New York City. And we are very excited about this. Having a German school, a French school, a Swedish school, and an international school. This means Nairobi is developing very fast. You can get cappuccino in Loki, a giant refugee camp in northern Kenya. I've learned that I, we, are our dollar day people. Which is terrible, they say, because a cow in Japan is worth $9 a day. This means that a Japanese cow would be a middle-class Kenyan. Now, a dollar-a-day person cannot know what is good for him, which means that a nine-dollar-a-day cow from Japan could very well head a humanitarian NGO in Kenya. Hmm, 
By the way, massages are very cheap in Nairobi, so the cow will be very comfortable. Nairobi is crawling with five-a-day, 25-year-old backpackers who came and loved and compassioned and are now the beneficiary of $5,000 a month consulting for the United Nations. CV. After working in bars in London, I was involved in a tobacco housing project near the Gorilla Sanctuary in Uganda when the Overland truck was stranded for five days and I taught school children to sing Born in the USA while master's students from Kenya are selling fruit by the side of the road for a dollar a day and live in Kibera slum, the only place where rent is cheap. But this may change since Ralph Fiennes went and loved Kibera. Am I the only person who thought Fiennes' wife in the film was fucking that black doctor? Only to discover that he was gay? Hmm. The doctor was a placebo to political correctness. To authenticate the movie just like an ineffectual Steve Biko authenticated Cry Freedom, showing how Donald Woods rescued South Africa from apartheid. The doctor cannot affect the narrative. The true saviour of his country are Fines and Rachel. But they love him. They really love the good gay doctor. They would never fuck him on screen, though. Last year, I met a lovely young woman from England, all of 19, who came all the way to Naivasha, to a specific location very near a lovely lake next to several beautiful game sanctuaries in a lodge run by her boyfriend's father. But these were not her concern. She was in Kenya to teach the people of some periurban location how to use a condom. She told me that she talks to groups of men and women and shows them how a condom can save lives. I asked her whether there were no nurses or teachers who could do this at maybe a tenth or even one hundred thousandth of the cost it would take to keep her in this lovely and rather expensive location. And her eyes melted and she said, But I care about people. Can't you see? People are dying. Something must be done. In my gap year, she did not add. I was very moved. Various royal princes have been here on their gap years, and we have seen them cutting a tree or hugging a baby. One famous actress will adopt all babies of Africa, and the strategic development goal of that is that, in 15 years, the Hollywood Brat Pack will be Ethiopian, and they will sing a song to save Ethiopia in a more authentic manner. Many of our school children have been raised to awareness, and this is thrilling news, that they are now aware. And ever so often on television, we are treated to National Schools Music Festival poems by six-year-old girls, which go something like this. The girl child, the girl child, let us all educate the girl child, the girl child, for a millennium development goals, the girl child, the girl child. In 1995, I got a part-time job with a cotton ginnery in Ware District that my father had invested in. My job was to meet the farmers in the dry areas of five districts and encourage them to grow cotton. It was not difficult to do. Farmers wanted to grow cotton, but lacked a market. Throughout those five months, I had talk of a legendary African king called Plan International. 
People said that Plan International gave them water and tanks and school fees. And every chief, district official, government person I met went all moist talking about this king. One day, we went to the district agricultural office to talk to the extension officers, whose paid job is to advise farmers on their options. They asked us if we had been to see the people at Plan International. We said no. They looked rather sad. We asked them if they could give us a person to take us around to meet farmers. She said yes, for some unaffordable number of dollars a day, many more than nine or ninety. They would. We can't afford that, I said. Oh, but that's what Plan International pays, they said. They love us very much. Then I met a senior guy at one of the big humanitarian agencies in Kenya who said he wants to bring Bono to perform a concert in Mogadishu to raise awareness. Late last year, we heard that people were starving to death in many places all over Kenya. Immediately, the government urged the donor community to help, and the donor community urged the world community to help. And we saw large side eyes of many nameless people on the very verge of death. And caring spokespeople, all white and tanned, told the world, people are dying. Meanwhile, our government had broken all tax collection records and in other parts of Kenya, we were having huge bumper harvests. People died. The most loved people in Africa are the tall, thin, noble people who were once or are still nomads and who live near wild animals. The Pokot, the Samburu, the Maasai have received more love than anybody in the world. I met a woman in a diner in New York who resembles and speaks like Scarlett O'Hara. My daddy this, my daddy that. Who said she was a friend of Raf. Fines, that is. Scarlett is about to start producing handbags from the hairs of the tails of Mongolian horses. And she loves Kenya. And she's building a clinic for the Maasai people and sending a group to London to sing about manhood ceremonies to raise money. Nobody has really seen how the Maasai have become wealthy or even healthy out of all the thousands and thousands of projects. But the Maasai, they can be certain that they are loved. What you can be sure about in all those love projects is that it is easier for a ridiculous slip of some 30-something Scarlet O'Hara or a boomtown rat to decide who the Maasai will be to the world than a PhD-wielding, Maasai-speaking, Maasai person. Because that is the power of love. Power of Love was written by Binya Vangawainaina, and this is one of his earlier pieces of work and is part of the Kwanini series that is published by the Kwani Trust. You can follow Binya on Twitter and his handle is BinyaVangaW. And to know more on Kwani or the Kwanini series, visit the website www.kwani.org. Nipe Story can be found on Stitcher and iTunes to download. You can follow Nipe Story on Facebook and on Twitter at Nipe underscore story. Our email address is producer at fingerpiano.co.ke if you'd like to submit your short story for consideration. Nipe Story is a Finger Piano production. Ay, 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 ay.